What's up, Star Wars fam? We have another great week of Star Wars news. We're so close to Rise of Skywalker. There's a lot of drama going on with all the interviews happening between the cast, so we're going to break it all down. And we also have Daniel Robeck in studio, which is so exciting. Stay tuned for an epic episode. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Welcome back. Welcome back. And now we have a third person on the panel. We are so excited. Before we introduce anything, I want to get straight to it. Daniel Roebuck. He has one of the most extensive IMDb's in history, history. and he's also a voiceover in Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Jedi Order, Fallen the new Order, game. the new game. So, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us thank today. You very much. I love that music. If we can always have that music yeah. play it's under great. any introduction of me, thank you, <laughs> Daniel yeah. Roberts. A long time ago, it makes you know really what. But let me show you. That. Look how great it works. If I start saying. When I took out the garbage today, <laughs> I noticed that you could use it for anything. It makes anything, everything heroic. Anything. All right, you guys. As you can see, we're going to have such a good episode already. I'm Seth Sabra, Chewbacca's long-lost daughter. I've been found at Star Wars News. She's here. And I'm so excited to be joined again by my co-pilot, Ryan Nilsson. Thank Rilo you so Ren. much. we got three co-pilots on the table today. I'm also- actually a pilot. A oh, pilot, he is a real the pilot. pilot, head of popcorn talk, head of popcorn pilot. Talk. I'll be in the chat, y'all. Please throw out all your comments for all the stories today, as well as any questions for Daniel. So excited to be talking Star Wars news with someone in the Star Wars universe. Well, thank you. <laughs> so I just want to give you all at home a quick rundown of what we'll be covering today. We have one of the interviews r- regarding the drama that you guys have been seeing trending on Twitter nonstop is J.J. Abrams and whether or not he criticized the last. Jedi and Ryan Johnson so that is one major story and we also have that with Boyega as well he's in the mix with that and in the mix with a few things not only that the film before but also with his co-star so uh, regarding social media drama there's been all this question of shade you know first off Rise of Skywalker we're a week out we're right. a week out from We're episode so nine. And nothing else so matters. So exciting. The past, <laughs> nothing, else nothing really else matters at all. Uh, the past month and a half has been so much Star Wars, Star Wars, and I feel like we're hitting that that pinnacle next week. So the hype is real, but there's been so much shade, yeah. potential shade on social media about the predecessor, The Last Jedi, which I'm rocking on my shirt today because I am a Last Jedi defender. So yeah, I mean, there have been a ton of, of quotes that people are throwing around social media. Did J.J. criticize it's The like Last Jedi? It's like there's no more trailer, so people are pulling quotes with no context in these interviews yeah. and just shading the hell out of people. So we're going we're gonna to really see what we think about the quotes, and we'll give you guys the context behind that. And then we also have this really funny clip of Adam Driver just totally forgetting The Last Jedi, the title of the movie. Oh. Which is so funny. Sometimes we all fall guilty of forgetting a title of one of the episodes. We all have a brain fart. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to be, like, if you're a parent, you (laughs) daily forget the name of your children. You're like, you, the tall one. What? Yeah, whatever. Get over here and, like, I mean, so... (laughs) I th- let's not be so harsh on the guy, especially when there's similar titles. Yeah. You got Return of the Jedi, Jedi, The Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, you never well, have... Jedi, you know, Revenge. That's Jedi Jeff goes to Monte booth. Carlo. Yes, I have a question on that too, Daniel. I, you know, I'm a big fan of you as well. Oh, uh, this you. is producer in the booth, Jeff, hopping in. He knows everything. 
Except for Star Wars, Wars. yes. But you have such an extensive IMDb. Does it ever happen with you that people come up to you and mention a project you're in and say, I believe you that I was in that and I don't remember that? I can tell you what happened this week. Someone put a picture (laughs) of something. I said, I have no idea what it's from. And they were like, come on. And I said, no, I have no idea what that's from, a picture online. And they said, it's the donor. And I was like, I'm not in a movie called The Donor. Well, then we... Then you know, I then I've got to figure it out, and it's somebody changed the name of the movie at some oh, point. Oh, okay. I was in another movie, but I was looking at it thinking, I have, I have, you know, that's me. That's I don't know I this no man. Idea what that, what that, <laughs> like I couldn't put it in context. So anyway, so yes, it does happen. So don't be hard on Adam. It's he's, funny. You know, he's got he's got the dark side, the we'll light play. side. Yeah, there's he's a lot, confused. There's a lot going on in that poor kid's head. Yeah, he's <laughs> confused. And then we also have a really cool article that well, it leads to a cool article. It was announced that George Lucas. Lucas actually cut out arguably the best light si- lightsaber fight right. in the franchise. So we will we will show that clip and then also a really interesting article from Washington Post that ranks all of the lightsaber battles. Yeah. And it is so well done. We will make sure to show you what the website looks like. And then we're just going to focus on Daniel because oh. there's so much to focus <laughs> my, on. My goodness. <laughs> just Fallen Order, the new game and everything about his character. We're really excited to talk Daniel, about Daniel, I do want to ask before we jump right and what is your relationship to Star Wars other than now being a part of the Oh, franchise? I'm a fan. No, I'm definitely a fan. I grew up uh, in, in 1977. That movie, I was 13. Wow. I, no offense to the rest of the world, but it was made for me. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> only me. Yeah, I let the rest of you see it. So back off, shaders. Uh, <laughs> you're, you should be grateful that I allowed other people to see it. But I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I love it. My wife, Tammy, uh, I met this girl seven years ago, and she had Star Wars posters on the wall of her office. And I thought, well, if you're gonna like go after a girl, that's a good girl to go yeah. after. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Uh, you know, but uh, so now she's married to a guy in Star Wars. So I don't know. <laughs> Everything worked out for her, that's for sure. <laughs> what about for you? Daniel? Yeah, me. No, I'm happy. No, no, I'm happy too. Uh, but yeah, so I am a I'm a fan of of it all and a watcher of it all and uh, appreciator of it all. Oh, I love that. It's going to be a better interview than we expected. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's that perspective of just growing up and seeing how the franchise has evolved. I mean, you got you've got to see the highs and lows, and now we're at this this new point, which we not many of us thought we'd ever be at after Disney got the franchise. So. Right, and Disney. What, I mean, look, and what Disney's done with it is extraordinary. Mm. Uh, and I mean, our game, you know, was made by uh, EA and mm-hmm. uh, Respawn, mm-hmm. but it's you know under the Disney umbrella. And for a guy like me watching Star Wars, imagine that as a child, I didn't realize that I could be in the Skywalker story. I'm in the Skywalker story because we're in the canon of the Skywalker story. So I'm it blows me away. I'm a very I'm a very lucky person. My friend Dwayne Whitaker, every time I tell him uh some great thing happened to me, he says, You know, Vlad the Impaler himself <laughs> must have put you on the stake in your previous <laughs> life. And you hung there for four days dying because he goes, why do you get everything? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just take, take a look at his IMDb. You do. The you force do. is strong with IMDb. Yeah, yeah the force is strong. Yeah, sure. and just quick note, you do play a gambler, Grease Dritus, for those of you, of you listening to us, and you might find his voice familiar from the game. Yeah, if you watch Grease, yeah, I'm Grease, sure. Of course I am. Love it. And we'll interview Grease later. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay let's hop into J.J. Abrams. So, obviously, The Last Jedi is one of the most controversial topics. I thought everyone liked it. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Okay. Who knows at this point? <laughs> there are haters of this film, and we've discussed this in length, but 
it's interesting because for the most part, JJ and the entire cast and crew has been really respectful of Ryan Johnson's work and the film itself and hasn't really said too much. But in a recent interview, JJ Abrams kind of let's 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 take a look at this quote and then let me know what you what you two think about it. He said that it's great in that it's full of surprises and subversion and all sorts of bold choices. On the other hand, it's a bit of a meta approach to the story. I don't think that people go to Star Wars to be told this doesn't matter. Right. Ryan, initial thoughts. You know, initial thoughts, it's a it's a political statement. And it's funny, it's like when you talk about Star Wars, it's it's like talking about politics and that you know you might you don't know where everyone stands, but there's some very extreme views on each side. Uh, I think it's funny just to see how J.J. has talked about The Last Jedi in general. I know before Last Jedi even came out, he came out and said uh, he wished he was making it. He loved the script. And then after it came out, you know, he wasn't even supposed to do Episode Nine, and he got brought back on. And just this week, we're a week out, and now in these interviews, he's doing press. He mentioned something like this. I think it was a safe way for him to be a little critical or just say how his film episode nine and seven are going to differ from Ryan Johnson's on a directing level. I think people took these comments as him throwing shade. Like this movie wasn't good, which I don't think he's saying that. I think he's saying the style of episode eight, uh, is different from his style, but that there are story elements. He really admired and is going to build off of in nine. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how much he does end up building off because of what some other members of the film yeah. said about it. Yeah. Daniel, what what was your opinion of The Last Jedi and this quote in particular? I, I may not I may not uh embrace it as much as Ryan does, but I, I remember, you know, it's it's hard for people to remember, you know, when when in the first trilogy the last movie came out, we were like, are the, those are are those teddy bears? Was that a teddy bear? <laughs> yeah the a planet of teddy bears. <laughs> right, right. This is what they took and, the empire. Yeah, off. and everybody said they turned it into a toy. And I think, you know, this is a problem with with media now. Everything becomes um they're trying to make everything mean everything else. Mm-hmm. Star Wars doesn't need to mean anything else. All it has to do is mean what Star Wars means. You see that that Joker movie and all of a sudden Bruce Wayne, I know I'm off topic, but I'll come back. Bruce Wayne is Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne, who, mm-hmm. you know, myth- mythologically has always been the greatest human being in the planet. He's now Donald Trump. Right, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, so now we've got it. It's like, no, why do why, why does it have to mean what you want it to mean? Like, can't just let the yeah, art just let exist. It, the art exist. So, what I think about about this quote is J.J. Abrams is a genius. Yes. Let's let's not mince words. And you've worked with J.J. Well, right? I've worked under his under his auspices, but not directly with him. So I don't want to I don't want yeah, to right, pretend right. pretend that he was there on the set with me. Um, if he was, to my loss, I, of course, I would have been fired. Um, but um, he's, a, you know, he's a, he's truly a genius. So he might just be, um, he might just be kind of getting people ready for a slam bang finish. Yeah, that's what I think is happening here. Yeah, I think he's like, if you thought that was a, it took a little too much time and meander, I'm telling you, this is what I think he's saying mm. that you. You strap yourself in because I'm going to knock your socks off. Grab some seat. I'm with you both. (laughs) I think in this next quote that I'm going to read from John Boyega, I have a similar feeling about both of their quotes. I think that 
it's what we're doing is pulling quotes without context right. and not mm. giving them credit. And also that they deserve to brag about their art now. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're shading the past, but they're really excited about this film. So why can't they just compliment it the way that they feel like it without having to drag another? And and you guys have to understand, uh, in, and we'll say this with the Adam Driver comment too, Adam Driver's promoting three movies right now. Yeah, so I can tell you what story. right I can tell you what really happened was he forgot probably what what are we like for a moment yeah. you know because he came out of another He's an, overwhelmed. Right. So what I want to say about JJ Abrams is people are imagine if every single word you said somebody was like oh, I caught every single word you said and you're like uh, I didn't mean all those words or I yeah. some of those words came out quickly so let's not overthink it i think let's not overthink it let's just get we're a week away you're right so let's just let's just not worry about it yeah agreed so on john boyega's quote he was asked kind of a similar question and he was quoted saying the force awakens i think was the beginning of something quite solid the last jedi if i'm being honest i'd say that was feeling a bit iffy to me and this was in an interview with Hypebeast. He said, I didn't necessarily agree with a lot of the choices in that. And that's something that I spoke to Mark a lot about. Mm. And we had a conversation about it. And it was hard for all of us because we were separated. I think in a similar fashion that, yes, this was more apparently shady. But <laughs> what he's talking about isn't incorrect he's right. he's talking about the relationships that we love in star wars so he's relating it back to the original where we got han leia and luke and, luke, and that friendship bonded and sprouted and was the cornerstone of the of the movies and then they thought they would get the same with ray right and poe and finn and it wasn't in the last jedi so i hear him out on yeah, that. fair he critique it, yeah he was separate the, they were separated in the story yeah and i mean it's it's a total i think it's a complete fair critique on yeah. his part. I think it's a little eye-opening. Uh, I don't know if my, like your PR would be thrilled him saying that because this movie hasn't come out yet. But, I mean, he's right. Even I love The Last Jedi. But And if you talk to anyone else who probably loves it, their major critique is everything on that Cantobite planet that involved Rey. Or not Rey. That involved Finn and Rose. Uh, his character didn't get a lot in this yeah. movie. We learned I mean, a ton may, about he, him. That may be what he's to, actor, so I think he's saying Actor that. to actor, he may just be saying, I didn't have... I didn't like my part in that. Right. Uh, but I, separate. I like my part in this next one. Yeah. You know. So he might, I think that's a maybe. fair thing for him to say. He, maybe the, the wording could have been better. But I think it's it's a fair critique. I love the movie, and I completely agree. He, we did not learn much about Finn at all in Last Jedi. Yeah. He was just put in another scenario. We yeah. talked about it last time. We learned more about Finn in the opening scene yeah. of The Force Awakens than we did in the entire Last Jedi. So fair. But... From a PR perspective, I'm coaching my client not to speak on things like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that is some Jedi training. Well, yeah. so, but it's like, you know, just in life, if you were just like, if, if we all got up tomorrow, everyone listening to this program, and said, I'm going to remove every negative comment from every conversation I have. Mm. And I'm just going to concentrate on being positive and finding something positive to say about every situation I'm in, the world would, you know, be a little better. Yeah, so be a little try. better. I just also think, you know, you're a week out, man. 
Do chill. We just chill. I am. This next story comes from John Boyega as well, oh. and I adore him. And I think his off-screen personality is just so fun, and right. I love all his interviews. But he is really rambunctious, so I do. I knew this was going to happen with him. That when you're when you're a talker, you get in trouble because that's just what happens. Yeah. He, in another interview, was asked about the fandom because obviously there's a lot of controversy. We make controversy about which relationship should be shipped and what what should happen and he says that it's the most stupid thing in the world i'm daniel what do you think about the fandom and shipping people into love lines and <laughs> oh i don't i'm i i happily i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> um so i'm you know i'm officially 56 but but listen the people who make the product you know they they appreciate that there are fans but you know their their art is to create their 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 goal is to create the best art they can. Nobody, and I mean nobody, sets out to make a bad movie. Right. No matter what anybody, ah, oh, they, they, they were making a bad movie on purpose. Never. Never happens. Never, ever. So everyone's doing their best 100% of the time. And uh, if it lands, it lands. And if it, if, it, if it doesn't land, it doesn't land. But as a fan myself... You know, I'd like to just see where they take the story. I, I think this is a modern. Can I tell you guys? This yeah. is a modern ideology that that you, 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 the fan, get to dictate what the story is. Yeah. No, you you you've got one job: uh, be a fan of the story. But you know, dictate if you don't like it, don't watch it. But don't don't shade it, don't smear it because you don't like it. I you think know? you know it's it's probably. One of, if not the biggest franchise in the world right now, the sure. Star Wars. There's such, such a huge fandom in history, and we do live in a, a culture where a movie like Sonic the Hedgehog comes out, and people don't like the, how it looks, <laughs> and they get a redesign. Like right. the fans dictate. That one was deserved. That one was deserved. Well, and so I think that's, a, that's an example of the fans' feedback, you know, being really positive and even helping it because now people are embracing it. I think when it comes to like the story, and this this is a story that it's it's a trilogy. We want we need to see where it's going, and yeah. people might be making some early judgments. But I mean, Star Wars fans have also been pretty burned you know we they've they've gotten a lot of people aren't big fans of the prequels and so i think that is the reasoning behind just these extreme fandoms i just think it's important to remember that not most not the majority of the fandom is that negative but but uh, every believe me when george lucas was making those prequels he was trying to make the best movie absolutely you know i i've i've make a lot of jokes about those prequels but Everybody there was working hard. Come on, give me a oh, break. Yeah. You know what I mean? And regardless of that he was trying to live up to the other movies, he was also trying to create a technical... He was working in a technical uh, field that no one had ever worked in before at the level he was doing it. Mm. So trying to figure out all that digital media and everything. I mean, look at them now. They're way ahead of their time. And they he it's thanks to him that that stuff was figured out. Yeah, Completely. I mean they're still great. I love the I love those movies. So and there's a lot of people who do love them. They're not perfect, but no re- movie really is. He's the reason we're, we're here. Yeah, he's yeah. the reason we're here. And speaking of digital, I am curious your quick opinions on this. There was another John Boyega story where yeah. he made a comment about if you can't if you can't stand the social criticism then i i don't know what to tell you it is what it is essentially like get over it and people instantly were like this is shade at kelly marie tran because she left social media because 
all you haters out there, and I hate you for hating her because I love her so much, dragged her. They dragged her. It was really ugly side of the family. It was really, really ugly, and I I do, I hear him, because I'm the same way, where we can't be in this industry if we don't, if we can't take heat, because that's what trolls do. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's not for people. She's still creating art, and she doesn't necessarily, actors don't necessarily need to be like socially active on platforms. So she's trying to grow her her following. I mean, I, that what happened to Kelly Marie Tran was horrible. Like that was just one of the Tell ugliest. What, what happened to this? So uh, she, this is the she played Rose in the Last yeah. Jedi, and after the film, people were were just bombarding her on social media, Instagram, Twitter, just you know, basically criticizing her. For, criticizing her acting. Everything, everything about her the character, character her <laughs> off camera, know, her on camera. Like, they were nasty, nonsensical to her. stuff. Yeah, uh, and she she left social media. She's an actor, for gosh sake. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know how hard it is to 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 navigate these waters. Uh, just navigate the waters of you know getting any job. Now you've got a Star Wars job, and now look, they did it to Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. You know they like, uh, and they did it. I they did it to the the poor kid who played Superman. In that um, Superman Returns, not a good movie, but the Brandon guy, Ralph, yeah. Brandon Ralph, he was great. I loved him. And when people were like, I thought this this guy is giving us he exactly just, what we wanted. He yeah. just played him again yeah. last night on Crisis and Infinite Earths. Oh, he, he did? Yeah, but uh, it's funny because even in that time period, social media isn't even as big as it is now. Yeah, yeah. So I can't even imagine what it was like for her to receive all that. But That's terrible. Yeah, people thought that Boyega was, was almost referring to her. I think he just... I don't think he was at all, which thing. is so yeah. They're it's great so friends. hard. Like, you can tell in the press interviews, like they all enjoy each other's company. Yeah, I think that was just him being like, "I don't care what you guys say about me. I'm going to do me," which I respect. Well, he's him. Yeah. Listen, you know, on Law, speaking of J.J. Abrams and me, here we go. Um, I played a character, Doctor Arst. Right. Hold on, wait, Jeff. Yeah. Pull up the GIF because I there's a GIF on your character oh. of Lost. I realized this driving home last night. I was like. Daniel's in a gif I send my friends all oh, the time. Funny. This one right here, ah! your character from Lost with Dynamite. What I think happens? it's the finale of season one. Yeah, I don't know if you happened? can play it, Jeff. Oh. Just the explosion yeah. is incredible. But sorry to interrupt. No, no, but so I played, so that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so everybody, that was the beginning of the social media interaction yeah. with the show. <laughs> with a show. Like it was so big, right? Right. And people. You know, they were like, how come Hurley's heavy? Why is he, you know, fat? And everybody, he's, you know, they're on an island starving. Why is, why are they the only people who go on the missions? Uh, you know, yeah. why, why do they have the nice houses and everybody walks around in sticks? And so they had my character say all those things on the move, on the TV show. And then they did that to me. <laughs> right? So the, that was J.J. Abrams, their genius point. Uh, I'm sure it was more Carlton Cruz and Damon. Yeah. Like, that. let's tell people what we really think of their opinions. Like, they, they brought me on to kill me. Because, as an example for the opinions. Yeah. As wow. Like, here's what we think of your opinion. Bakush. That so, is so, so anyway, interesting. You know, have your opinions. Insiders love. Wow. Have your opinions about any kind of art or fandom. But understand that your your opinion, in, until you are funding uh, anything, uh, then you can't really dictate content. You want to, uh, you know, I'm a filmmaker. I want to make a movie that says what I want it to say. I found the money. 
I yeah. begged, borrowed, and stole, and I made the movie myself. And so I didn't criticize somebody else's movie. I made my own. That yeah. was in Pennsylvania, correct? In, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I think it's totally that. You can absolutely have your opinion. They want you to have opinions and to form discussions around it. But don't actually get offended and right. angry <laughs> at the people right. creating things for you. Especially right. when the story isn't over yet. Like and, we and, have and, and don't go film. after the act. For gosh sakes, the actors. Are you kidding me? Right. Do you think anybody says re- respectfully Boyega or any of them, no one says, how do you want this character to be played? They don't care. Yeah. They're, They're happy to be there. Yeah, no, but but beyond that, it's not, you can't even pretend that you get to impose, you know, like, did did I say, I think Grease Dritus would do this? No, they told me what he would do. It was in the script, right. and I did what they yeah. said. Like, you know, it's not my job, or I don't can't even pretend that I had an opinion. You say, right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so no, it's a great point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's you're you're targeting the wrong people, and you shouldn't really be targeting in the first place. Yeah, yeah. No target. I mean, just enjoy it. God. Enjoy it. Something people. that we did enjoy, and Daniel spoke on this earlier, was this clip. And Jeff, if you can pull this up from Twitter of Adam Driver forgetting the title of the Last Jedi. We gotta, we gotta play this. This is um, this is pretty funny. It went viral this week, by the way. Uh, whenever you're ready, Jeff. Um, just Adam Driver in a press interview referencing... Uh, it affected everything that we did in The Force Awakens, everything that we did in uh, um, uh, uh, in the second one. <laughs> no, dude, that... Look, that's... What is Adam Driver, 30? This is completely normal. I to- yeah, it's this just is a completely brain normal. normal. Everyone's dragging him online, yeah, like, dude, just- he forgot the... T- it's, guys, he's got three movies he's Yeah, promoting. he's got three movies, and he was... In that moment, he thought, oh... That was I like that scene that I did in the other, and now I can't remember the scene in this. The oh, next one. It affected man, everything that we did in the Force Awakens. Everything that we did in in the second. Would it, be, it would be. It wouldn't be as funny, by the way, if he remembered the second one and not the first one. That would have. It been, wouldn't have been funny. Yeah. But he was probably sitting there thinking, "Let me ask you a question. Why did why did uh, Snark? What was his name? Snoke. Snoke. <laughs> why did Snoke? Why?" You know, at the end of the Snoke battle, and the the uh, the curtains are burning and right. they're falling. What? Why did he need to have big curtains? I'm, I'm just maybe asking. You know what windows. I mean? Like maybe he was just thinking. Well, why don't we? You know, he's like thinking, and he's like started thinking There's about a million those things. curtains and thinking, why would the guy the the this? Why would he need curtains? There's a Regardless, ton Adam Driver is booked and busy, so <laughs> I don't judge him for yeah. this at all. Because man is getting billed. <laughs> really is definitely one of the best actors working today. Agreed. Uh, and I can't wait to see how one, of the, two best. one of the two he's best. He's doing a really smart job of not getting sucked into the franchises, yeah. which we see all the time with Harry. Potter, Twilight, everything. Oftentimes, these actors get so typecasted into the roles that they played in these mega franchises. So, I think he's done a brilliant job of working his butt off to be in a bunch of different films yeah. Oh, yeah. and getting recognized in so many different characters. Yeah, I'm sure he was like, "I'll, I'll put on the mask, but get me <laughs> something where I wear a suit and tie." He's like, "Make me in the most depressing story of the year, Marriage Story." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't remember the the the, the Scorsese movie. Um, oh, where they were the priests and the oh, silence, oh. silence. Oh, yeah, God. he's he's that was really so hard. It's a hard, watch. it's a hard watch. So hard He's been doing watch. just great yeah. projects each and every year. Yeah, um, really killing it. 
Also, Ryan is in the live chat, and I thank am. you all for joining us live. Make sure you hit that like button. Leave us a comment after this video is done. We love to keep the conversation going. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us those five stars and leave us a review there as well. We love those. Those are extra. A few shout-outs, Steph. Give we got Ivan me. Soto in the chat here on each and every week. Thank you so Hello. much. The Force Thanks, is with Ivan. you. Thanks, Greg Moscovich, a senior nerd here always. And Manny Gonzalez, big fan of the show. Constantly up, sending us stuff on social media. Did really he say Moscovich or Moscowitz? Moscovich. I played a Moscowitz on uh, Dirty Dozen movies, so... <sighs> Wow. You and I. Maybe From you're one you and I, Moskowitz Craig. to another. Well, there's it's a connection. Similar, yeah. A force connection. A force connection of me and Moskowitz. <laughs> but keep commenting, y'all. Uh, we're going to get to the interview a little later and ask your questions, flood us, and are you how excited you are for episode nine. Yeah. So this was really fun. I stumbled upon this article from Entertainment, and it was George Lucas cuts the best star, arguably the best Star Wars lightsaber fight out of the prequels. So this was from stunt coordinator Nick Gillard. He helped choreograph the fights throughout the prequel trilogy, which he killed because he has some of the best uh, choreographed fights. Absolutely. And he argued that there's a better one than the one than the usual ones that people discuss, and it was. Uh, Revenge of the Sith fight in which Obi-Wan takes on six of General Grievous's bodyguards at the same time. And if you see this gif that we have, I think you will remember the scene where he is outnumbered, but he ends up... Just uh, pulling the, the ceiling down. I mean, if you set the scene, yes. he just arrived at Utapau. He does the, the classic jump, hello there. Set the scene. And then everyone's like... <laughs> and he's like, Kenobi, kill him. And all these guards come for- towards him. And you think, wow, it's about to go down, and he just pulls apart the ceiling down and kills all the guards instantly. So apparently there was a planned fight there. Just there were so many fights already and in the movie. He cha- trained for weeks for this fight. It was supposed wow. to be epic, and they were running short on time for the film. So since it wasn't in, it wasn't necessary to move the plot forward, which some of the saber lightsaber fights are. Right. They decided to cut it with the piece of the ceiling, which actually was an epic scene as well. But it would have been cool to see what they were thinking. Can I? Can I just? I have a comment on this. Yeah. I'm watching this. Well, in the first place, um, it would have just been, it would have just been Obi Wan versus they're, yes. They're, but they're yeah. all fake, right? They're all computer generated. Uh, as far as we know, so I don't know not, if they it's actually not really had... a lightsaber. Like Darth Maul and you know, it's not really a lightsaber on a lightsaber, right? But you know it's what I mean? So, it's a saber battle. It's one guy jumping around with shadows. Oh, hot wonder, take, Daniel. That's a hot take. That's a hot, I wonder if the guards were uh, well, motion captured. Well, they or not. could have been motion captured, but then I'm just saying, and you know, right? Like, oh no, absolutely. And, and let me just do a pitch for a little a little thing I'm involved in called you may have heard of it, uh, Star Wars Jedi, Jedi Fallen Fall Order. Wars. You could create. The greatest lightsaber battle in the history of Star Wars, yourself. Whoa! You don't need you don't need George Lucas. You, you don't need, need the Sunquader. You don't need Obi Wan Kenobi. All you need is you and your talent. What and a you pitch! Can create the. That's our mind blown. What a pitch! What a pitch! You just yeah. need a controller and a console. Yeah. So, Daniel, since game. you have and such hot takes, I do want to take us to this Washington Post article, which was such an epic article, so well done by their graphics team. Oh yeah, that looked and, great. Yeah, it, they rated the five best lightsaber fights, and they started with 
uh, number five, Darth Vader's hallway rage. This was in Rogue One. Oh my gosh. This the moment was... where we all just lost our minds <laughs> in the theater. Yeah, when it gets dark and you just see his blade ignite. And he just took them out. I'll Rex go through shot. them. I'll go through them and then let me know what you two think is your I, favorite. No, I, I like number four, Yoda versus Palpatine. This was in episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Another epic battle. This is where we really get to see Yoda do what Yoda does best. Mm. And they were such, um, they were head to head. Two masters. Number going at three, Obi Wan versus Anakin. This one is was insane. Obviously yeah. led to Darth Vader. This was episode three as well. And number two, Luke versus Vader, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, because he fights him twice. Yes, this was the, the first one time. was not good. And then at number one, which I have to agree, is Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul. This was episode one, The Phantom Menace. Yes, the end of that movie, which a lot of people fast forward to. But it's <laughs> such such great choreography. It was the first time we'd all seen that type of fight in a Star Wars movie. Where, and yeah, it was three humans fighting. That's right. Three, three, yeah. human three actual actors had to do that. Yes. So you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's, uh, like when Yoda's lightsaber fighting, it's not the same as as these guys flipping around and stunt men turning around. So is this your favorite? Uh, I like that one. Yeah, but I like that the Rogue. I'm a big Rogue One fan. I'm, nice. That's probably my. I hate to say my favorite. No, no, it's not. It's not yeah. an unpopular opinion. A I, lot of people. I, I love Rogue One. It's taking the new graphics with kind of the old way of storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, and that was just such a perfect moment. I mean, again, that's one of the best moments in all of Star Wars yeah. when you see Darth Vader, just nowadays technology, Darth Vader, and just going at it like prime. Wow, just they savagery. didn't stand a chance. So, no. so by the way, uh, two nights ago, uh, Tammy and I we go to look at Christmas uh, decorations. You know, get a little hot coffee, look at hot cocoa. Yeah. Driving around Burbank, and I f- I see multiple Darth Vader blowups holding candy canes. But the funniest one is he's holding the Death Star, and it's wrapped. It's like a little <laughs> Death Star. Now, I want to I say this is a Christmas decoration, yeah. and it's the most feared character uh, in perhaps all... Cinema? Cinema. And he's like Hitler, <laughs> and he's holding a Death Star, Yeah, and it's wrapped. Merry like, Christmas. Like, who's he giving that to? Merry Christmas. Like... Let's go destroy a galaxy. Let's give like, it to you. What, yeah. what, what is that? Let's just do genocide. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, it's, I don't, I'm, I mean, I'm, I say things to make people uh, laugh and scratch their head, but I mean, it's, you know, like, like it's like, you know, Hitler handing the, the Nuremberg rally site yeah. to people. Like, it's horrible. Are we glorifying it? Uh, maybe a little. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Mark Ellis, who used to be at After Buzz, he has a really funny stand-up and he kind of questioned the idea of how easy they just took out complete planets right. and entire existence and Goodbye. in Star Wars. And you don't really question it because you just let the movie be, but then you stop and think like, huh. Yeah, they're all huh. gone. Yeah, Everyone well, died. Yeah, they were, everyone died. <laughs> and then they gave us Rogue One and you were like, oh no, they were people. There are and a ton gone. of people. Yeah. By the way, and some of their own people uh, that they blew oh, up yeah, with. Oh, yeah, loads of their own so, people. So, um, anyway, I just think it's funny that that in 1977, when Darth Vader appeared on the screen the very first time, we every single human being in the theater went, oh. Yeah. And now I could put him on, on my tree? mantle. On your lawn. With, because there's a Darth Vader stocking. I've been re-watching the movies and I'm actually working on a piece about Darth Vader because I used nice. to think he was the best villain of all time. Ooh. But, the, but then he you, hated sand. When you re-watch <laughs> it, you're like, 
Palpatine was your daddy. Like, legit your... He was Palpatine's... Yes. Like... Yeah. So, I'll write that. The I'll man let you guys the know. But, Danny, I want to focus on you. Let's get into Let's get Jedi into... Fallen Order. Yeah. What? How did you get signed on to that? What was the experience like? Uh, uh, the experience was as close to uh, perfect as anything I've ever done. Wow. How I got in it what, uh, is crazy. And I, Cameron Monaghan told a similar story. Um, I didn't know I was auditioning for Star Wars. I thought I was auditioning for a video game because it had a fake name. You know, they use these... Uh, cover stories right. you know, just like Blue Harvest right yeah, so they still original. do it how's that for a that was a great reference I, I got it um, so uh, I was auditioning for a, a game called Rowboat and I think that's in the vernacular so we could say it and I, I auditioned and I read and I was talking about you, the Templar Knights you know you Templar Knights and uh, Tom Keegan the fantastic performance director many directors on a video game right uh, Tom was the you know motion capture director he goes, uh, Danny, Danny, don't say Jedi Knights this time. Say, or don't say Templar Knights. Excuse me, I said the joke wrong. He said, say Jedi Knights. And you were like. And I was like. I'm going to, because, like, <laughs> and it's probably wow. smart. Now, you can appreciate this. If I knew, if they were like, in three days you're auditioning for Star Wars, you'd be like, I oh, no. Your Freak voice out. would just yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd lose it. Yeah, yeah. you'd yeah. lose. No, you'd lose it because it would be too important. So it was great that they did it that way. And I didn't know that the character uh, at all until I went to the initial read through. I didn't know he was four foot tall. I didn't know he had four arms. I thought he was like you know this pilot and a little cranky. And so I, I you know, I was doing Ernie Borgnine. You know, mm. all great actors. Uh, steal from great actors. Yeah. Right. I just said I was great. How about this? You did. All smart actors. <laughs> all smart actors Listen. steal. Steal from great That's actors. Right. All smart actors. Um, I so said I was great. I was just doing... I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just right. yeah. commenting that I said it. Of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> crazy, like, you know, crazy. And then and then shooting it was great. Cameron Monaghan is a... Amazing, great actor Deborah Wilson. So were you in this? Amazing yeah, right. I was going to ask: Are you? So you're in? What, what these scenes are you interacting with? That? Yeah. So it's you're full. It's full motion performance capture. So I do. It's funny, like how you, Whoa. you know, when someone says, when someone says uh, voiceover, it's like, no, it wasn't voiceover. We acted it out. I'm on a set that looks like a, a big open. It doesn't look like a spaceship. It's a big open room. But I'm, I am Grease, and when you watch Grease. You watch the way he moves and turns oh, and everything, wow. and it's all me because, and it's all Cameron and it's all Deborah and uh, Elizabeth uh, Gullion, I think I'm saying her name right, and Tina, are she was the second sister and Tina's Marin. Um, we would all be like there. We were sitting on the set doing that scene, and if you watch this scene in the game, did you? Oh like my that, god! That I was going to comment. Look, first off, I just beat the game last night. He beat it. Ryan beat the game. I, it was almost a binge yeah. playing of the game. Yeah. And you Way get, to go, Ryan! And, and, yeah. well, what's so surprising? What's so? And first of all, the game is amazing. It's yeah. it's probably the best Star Wars game since like the original Xbox Battlefront or like the Force Unleashed game. People games. can't it's, get enough of it. It really can't. And I mean, it just has something that the more recent games haven't had, which is just an awesome campaign that is its own story and it's really owning the, its its story and you really I was so amazed by how much uh, I guess meat you got to chew as an actor yeah, like yeah. they really give you scenes like in that scene that Jeff just had up there's a scene where you you wake up uh, Cal 
and you just and basically apologize for something. You bad apologize, I did, yeah. and you and he opens his heart, saying like, "You and, and Seer are the only. You're my family now. Like, you mean everything to me." It's a deep scene, and it's and 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 I'm and so the way you get a great performance in a scene like that is you get a great actor like Cameron Monaghan and a mediocre actor like me, and you put them <laughs> next to Cameron Monaghan, and you think Cameron will help him. Cameron will yeah, help him. Help him. <laughs> but uh, but it's all done. It's not done in a in a studio, a vocal studio. It's done on, on a set. set, sitting next to each other. Uh, and what? So the the fun of it was that you know they're regular sized people, and yeah, I'm, you're a little. Smaller. I was about I'm to ask regular, about that, right? So what we had to do was, uh, I spent a lot of time looking over their heads. So I would say, you, "Wait a minute, you're going to tell me?" You know, and I look right. above their head, and they looked at. I had two eyeballs drawn on my belly. Were you sitting? So or? They were, no, I was always standing because. Because when you see Grease, he's moving. Oh, got so it. So he's got to move. Here. Got it. He's got to move uh, through the scene. And initially, I was like, I was like, you know, <laughs> he's small. Right, right. And then I, I was very unhappy with the first day of rehearsal, and I went home and I was thinking about it. And the director called me, and this is always a, you know, this is the moment where they could fire you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're going with a real short person because you blew it. Um, but um, <laughs> don't shame me on that. Don't shade me on that. Right, right. But, you know, through the whole process, I thought they could bring in Joe Pesci to, you know, overdub me at the end. So thank God they didn't. Um, but, um, you know, then I realized, speaking of Joe, like, he was Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci is a small, I mean, he's a tiny human being. He's very short. I've been with him. Wow. Uh, and he's tiny. Uh, but, uh, I mean, he's really little. Yeah. Um, How but, small but, is he? But his, but his ego <laughs> Please. Is, but his ego is not little. And so the point is, you know, and uh, let's go on record. He's a great actor. So of I'll course. say that, all jokes aside. So I realize he's the biggest guy in the room yes. to him. Yes. Right? So, you know, Grease, I realized, was, oh, whoa, wait. You know, he's he doesn't see himself as small. He's, you know, as for, for what we know, he might be extremely tall for a Latiron. <laughs> I'm the first one. Yeah. So... Who would know? I'm curious about that because you spoke about how as actors you take the lines and you take the character that was given to you. Yeah. But obviously there's a process to getting into the proper character. How do you do that? Is it just time with it? It's time with it. And this was a I, – I had something that was uh, respectfully a little harder than it was for the other uh, – many of the other actors in the game because uh, I was playing what would be a cartoon. Right. I right. wasn't playing what would be a human. Mm-hmm. I was playing what would always be and can only be a cartoon because we don't have aliens on this planet to, you know, see Work how they react. Compare to. Yeah. So while we were shooting, I often was maybe pushing a little, you know, I, you know, I, with my face. And I, you know, we talked about it because I had to work. I had to not only think about how that character would express himself, but how would the, how would the actual physical manifestation in the cartoon seem the most legitimate? Mm-hmm. You know, so there might be a slower head turn. And like I'd overacted a little because I was like, if you were wearing prosthetic makeup, you mm-hmm. act through the makeup anyway. That, acting through the digital makeup. Acting through the digital makeup and, yeah. and, and having the, you know, we had great animators who finessed it all at the end. You know? so, well, so I had a few questions just about Grease in general, because like, like I said, there's some real scenes and you get some real background on this character. Uh, throughout the game, they're referencing Grease's, I think, uh, habit of gambling. Yeah. So does Grease have a gambling issue? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. But, you know, it turns out uh, a long time ago at a galaxy far, far away, they hadn't yet established uh, Gambling Anonymous. So 
He's got this. You had no access to help. No access to help. Uh, could he beat Han Orlando yeah. in a game? Oh, sure. Sure he could. Whoa. Yeah, of course. Okay. Give me a break. It's a real gambler. How about, how about in a pilot race? Could, uh, he, could he take the Falcon? Yeah, sure. Sure, of course. Why not? He's greased right us. Hey, he could do anything he wanted to do. I mean, Love it. he's he's the guy. I need Greaves's uh, confidence. At yeah, all no, times. you I, you should have Greaves's confidence. Yeah. You're a lovely person, and you ask great questions, and you're smart enough to put me on this show. <laughs> um, but no, everybody you're should not have, wrong, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Not wrong everybody should have Greaves's confidence. And if everybody got up tomorrow and had Greaves's confidence to confidently be nice to everyone else, not just at Christmas time, not just a week before Star Wars, but just yes. in general, a week before Star Wars, yeah. and all was kind. Oh, yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. What was your fate? Was there a standout moment behind the scenes when you were taking these cuts? Well, I'll tell you that I, you know, I got a few ad libs in. And did you? I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, please pray tell. Yes. Well, I think uh, when I say greasy money, baby, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's an ad lib. Now, someone might say it's not. I, I think it is, and I think it is because Deborah in the cutscene actually speaks over top of it. So I think that I was like, greasy money. But you do the ad lib, and then you'd look over to the side where the Star Wars guys were, and they'd be like, you, you need know. that on a shirt. Yeah, yeah. Or they'd be like... <laughs> we we have yeah. a ton of praise for you in the chat oh, right now. So just nice. saying you're marvelous, Grease. Congratulations. Oh, thank, you. thank you for sharing these experiences. Um, a lot of people were curious about just uh, how they introduced the plot to you and if you had to keep anything secret. Oh, yeah. I had to keep the whole thing secret for an, a year. I knew last year that I was playing Grease, and we didn't wow. start a read-through until January. So I knew in about November, I think, or December... Um, and now it's December now. So, and they just told me I was allowed to say I was even in it two or three months ago. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. So we kept it all. So, uh, it's a great question. Um, I got all the plot when we had the first read through. Um, and that's how I learned what the story was really about. It's so fascinating. And I mean, and the story is great, uh, taking place five years after Revenge of the Sith. Um, really fascinating, just a Jedi who evaded Order 66 and has been kind of living amongst um, yeah. some, some wreckage builders. Uh, really interesting story, especially about the Jedi, and you get all this great lore. A lot of people are just asking you a bunch of Star Wars questions in the chat. Um, can I answer any? You absolutely can. People want to know if you prefer uh, can Empire Pick Spe- two, so pick two? we can, because yeah, we have, unfortunately are out of time. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Time. No, okay. don't applaud. I want to hear your answers. I'll fly through them. Get it. First one, Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi? Empire Strikes Back. Nice. <laughs> um... <laughs> sorry, a bunch of people are just like, oh, isn't there a joke about... Uh, did, oh, sorry, I just dropped it. I just dropped the question. Favorite um, all-time... Favorite all-time. You, is it Rogue One? Is that- Rogue One, I hate to say, is my favorite movie. I, wow. uh, my favorite movie after the first three because because they put, they put the handrails back in the movie, which they oh, took the out in the last three movies. But they put the handrails in the movie because it, it had to had look... Them. It had to look like the first Star Wars movies. Why are there handrails in the first Star Wars movies, people? So David Prowse and Sir Alec Guinness didn't fall down the steps, right? Yeah. So there's handrails. Why Why now, like in, in the new movies, is there a, a half-mile-long walkway <laughs> in the middle of the new Death Star with no handrails? Just proud right. of me. Nobody would, let, <laughs> nobody would, no one would even let them build that. Entourage. So, Lad, I just found it. It was your favorite character in the saga. 
Uh, my favorite character in the entire saga, I like Yoda a lot. I've always liked Yoda since they, yeah, since they introduced him. Um, like him a lot. But you know what I like? I love that first movie. People may not remember, like, as a kid growing up loving horror movies, I love Peter Cushing. Mm-hmm. And the genius of putting Peter Cushing in Star Wars, and then you got to hand it to Mr. Lucas. He, he put Chris Lee in. You know, so that's right. Dr. Frankenstein and Frankenstein. Oh, Grand Moff Tarkin, yes. Count Dooku, awesome yeah. Yeah, two, and, legendary and actors. Like, and, yeah. you know, going after the real, real legendary actors. So so you guys may not understand it, but Alec Guinness and, and Peter Cushing were really the thing that gave legitimacy to Star Wars initially. Because other than mm. that, it, it oh, could yeah, have been... Oh, yeah, we wouldn't have known the context yeah, of that. Yeah, and it would have been considered uh, a kid's movie. But when you put a guy like Alec Guinness, a multi-Academy uh, Award-winning amazing actor in the movie, then there's a gravitas to Obi-Wan that you take seriously. Yeah, I mean, that is, in a sense, kind of what Adam Driver is doing. Now, that is what he's doing. Ways. Unfortunately, we have to wrap. But I'm sorry, Daniel, thank you. thank you so much for joining us. I, was, I had you, a great time. Can you let us know where we can find you when we're done with the show and if you're working on anything we can look forward oh, to? Thank you, yes. Please go to uh, Mr. Daniel Roebuck on social media. and I'm uh, Daniel Roebuck on um, Facebook. And people, please go to this new thing we're doing. Go to a channelofpeace.org, a channelofpeace.org, and you can learn about how I'm making uh, movies now. Uh, and you can help me make them, which I could I could use your help. I love being in Star Wars. I love being in Rob Zombie movies. But I'm trying to make faith-filled family entertainment that everybody can watch. No shading. Amazing. Tremendous. Ryan, where can we find yes, you? Yes, you can find me at Ryan Nilsen, N-I-L-S-E-N, on Twitter. And at Ryan Nilsen underscore on Instagram. And every week, 4 p.m., Popcorn Talk, Star Wars News. And tomorrow, Mandalorian After Show Ooh. around noon. New on AfterBuzz, sister channel, new specific channel. Yes. And you, Steph Sabra, Chewbacca's daughter. Where can we find you? <laughs> I'm Steph Sabra. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra, S-A-B-R-A-W. May the force be with you all. We will see you next week. Get fallen order. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. 